Every morning at 9:45 he was at the airport sitting in the lobby always in the same place faithful to his writer's look his gray shirt his black sneakers and pants in his eyes the same look in his silence the same sadness nothing had changed but one day a detail changed his shirt was no longer gray but white the day before he had directed his gaze once to the 18th place on the right for 15 seconds the day of the change 30 seconds before going home he glanced again at the same place each day it was the same scenario the same white shirt and always this glance towards his famous place on the side another day two major details changed he moved to the 15th place and his silence contained more hope than sadness until then everything was vague nothing explained all his changes concretely except his growing interest in the 18th place which welcomed every day a different person who had nothing in common everything made sense the day his eyes were frozen for more than 60 seconds on the bottom of the mythical square something was marked in red It read I'm sorry I have to go I know I'm taking your heart away but I'll give it back to you the day we meet again in the same place We could decode now that the first change was due to an foreshadowing of this famous day the second and the third one the stronger the foreshadowing the more the details changed and the closer they got to the day and the 18th place sitting in the lobby in the far corner of jfk airport harry fidgeted with his fingers looking out over the crowd a few minutes later he glanced at my watch disgusted he looked like he had missed something On his way home he passed one of the airport employees who asked him with a familiar look Is it still not the right day He smiled slightly then nodded shyly to confirm his thoughts In his apartment as usual he took time to check the messages on his answering machine concentrated He seemed to want to catch a particular voice. At the end of the messages, he was disappointed. Despite the fact that his mother was coming to visit him during the week, later in the week, he returned from the station after his mother's visit. In the cab, his evasive mind prevented him from quickly listening to the driver's question. Sir, which street am I turning on? Suddenly, 
<clears throat> Suddenly, he came to his senses and answered abruptly. On the thirteenth instead, to the right, the street at the end. Once at his destination, the driver asked him, I guess it's your wife. He remained silent. The driver persisted, it must be the children. It's not easy. I have two at my home that occupy my mind all day. Still mute, he paid him and returned. The driver, confused by his silence, started the car and drove away. Inside, with an automatic gesture, he turned on the answering machine. I, a message caught his attention. I have very important information for you. I would like to meet for dinner tonight at 8 o'clock. Excited, he ignored the rest of the messages and retrieved a notepad not far from the landline to note the sign. Soon after, he was overwhelmed by an emotion between sadness and joy. Three years ago, Harry received a message from John, his agent, to meet with the publisher who would make his dream of publishing his first novel, A Lonely Lover, a reality. He was to meet him at a conference in Nashville. The night before the conference, he spent all night rechecking and reworking his manuscript. This exercise exhausted him. He woke up at 9 a.m. despite the insistent sound of his alarm. He had only 30 minutes to get ready and arrive at the airport in time for his 9.30 flight. On the way, his cab had hit a traffic jam 20 minutes from the airport. While his watch showed 9.15, he got out to continue on foot. After 5 minutes of walking, he found a bicycle rental store. The last time he had, he had ridden a bike was when he was 13 years old. As the saying goes, it's like riding a bike. You never forget. As soon as he got on it, he had a few blunders and the memory of the limbs took over immediately. Standing at the entrance of the airport at 9.25, he hurriedly threw the bike somewhere and started to run with his black satchel where he had stored his manuscript. Suddenly, he bumped into a lady in as much of a hurry as he was, who spilled hot coffee on his shirt. He didn't wait for his host to apologize before rushing to the bathroom. He was already in the terminal where he had to catch his flight. And he realized that he didn't have his briefcase anymore. He ran to the bathroom and by the time he got back, his flight was already taking off. Exhausted, dejected, his body landed without his permission on one of the seats in the terminal hall where he could see the plane take off. Sitting in the 17th seat of the concourse, he was still hypnotized by the image of his greatest dream that was slipping away. 
he lowered his gaze for a shine he had not realized that the place near him had just welcomed a guest jaunt in despair a voice suddenly spoke to him i know what it feels like to miss a flight the sweetness of the voice touched him and gave him a shock everything stopped in his thoughts and nothing was more important than this magical tone he was bewitched to such an extent such an extent that he was unable to raise his head towards his interlocutor this voice said it it was for an important appointment i guess she let a short moment pass and continued in the end it's not so bad my grandfather said that you always have three chances to get what you want in life the next time will be the right time don't give up better late than never harry was moved his sadness was quickly forgotten as if it had never existed still in the same position he wondered if the person next to him was his guardian angel so much so that the words impacted him after this long speech harry still unable to put forward a word or to look at his lost uh, to look at his host with his eyes the silence invited itself after a few seconds he tried to raise his head with all his guts as if he was buried under a thousand ton weight he succeeded stunned the saw the back of a generous figure walking away she was dressed in a stewardess uniform with blonde hair lighter than the sun falling to her waist something caught her eye at the bottom of the attendant seat where the stranger was seated a message was marked there in lipstick the glow was bright as red yet the only thing that mattered to harry was the message nothing else his cab pulled up at exactly 8 pm in front of the fanciest restaurant in queens inside he found a hand waving at him it was indeed the private detective he had hired the latter started the conversation directly in the middle of the apartment the woman you have been looking for 3 years died 5 years ago she was a flight attendant her name was jackie taylor wife of tom taylor Harry was drenched in cold sweat he could not believe it the gulp of wine he was about to swallow was suffocating him he was stammering and saying so the woman who was talking to me 3 years ago at the airport she was a yes yes the detective added yes it was a ghost without flesh and bones continued she had died exactly at this place and the message written at the bottom was for her husband harry was in a shock 
the detective added now you know the truth better late than never better late than never